In a world where heresy blankets the airwaves, religious stuffed shirts suck the life out of Sunday morning, and prosperity teachers rob grandmothers of their pensions, three unassuming ministers endeavor to shine the light of biblical theology and put the fun back in fundamentalism. Broadcasting live... to you this week by Phil Jackson and the 96 Bulls. Welcome in to episode 72 of the Gospel Friends. I am Reverend Verbage. I am Chase Captain Crunchy Thompson. And I am trying not to go nuclear, Nick. Why are you, uh, why are you upset, Nick? Just because it's another day. No, 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 really. Sun's out. Deep breath. Birds chirping. No. Sun's out. Birds out. chirping. Outside. <laughs> You, did you say birds or merds? It sounded like said you said birds. Birds chirping. Okay, it sounded like you said merds. Oh, I don't know. Do you guys okay. know um, 96 Bulls, 72 and 10? Yes. NBA teams of all time. NBA record for the, uh, I guess, most regular season wins or most wins in the yeah. season. I, I don't really know because I don't like basketball. I actually used to live in the same neighborhood as Michael Jordan. True story. Oh, that's because you grew up on the rich side of town, and he lived in Birmingham for a while while he, he was playing for the uh, Birmingham Barons. For the Barons. Yes. Did you ever go by his house? I did go by his house. I did not go did in. Did you his ring house. his doorbell and run no. away? No. Mm. That would have been funny though to <laughs> have uh, to have done that to Michael Jordan. That would be quite a story. But no, I never did it. Would your uh, Would your chauffeur never stop when you told no, him to? Never would. <laughs> is that why? Yeah, the Double Double Twins also lived in my neighborhood. I'm not sure which is more impressive. A lot of, both of those are pretty impressive. On. A lot of people probably don't know who the Dubba Dubba Twins are, but if you lived in, I hope they don't Google them. If, that could be bad. If you, yeah, don't don't Google them. But if you lived in Birmingham, <laughs> yeah, during the '90s, yep, and you were a man, you knew who the Dubba Dubba Twins were. Yes, yes. because they were uh, uh, everywhere on TV. Mm. Do you know they've actually made a comeback? No, really? Yeah. For the, car sales yeah, and stuff like that. Okay, stuff, that yeah. that's totally legit. But let's not talk about them anymore. No. And, and people should not go and Google them. No. All right, guys. Welcome in episode 72. This is the Gospel Friends podcast. If you are joining us for the very first time, uh, we welcome you. And you can uh, find out a little bit more about the show on our website, thegospelfriends.com, where you can go and see all the past episodes, download Look at all the cool images that Nick's put up for all the um, all the episodes, except for like the last four, which didn't have images on them. But anyway, we're not mad about that or anything. Nope. They're there now. We're not okay. holding grudges. Uh, we uh, are uh, live right now on Periscope. Yes, we are. Although the image appears to be frozen. and um, That's the Hall of Dogma Internet there for you, brought to you by AT&T. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, gives us about two kilobytes per hour bandwidth here at the Hall of Dogma Church. <laughs> Thank you, AT&T. Feels like it. Guys, what's on uh, tap for the show tonight? I've noticed that recently I've been doing this part completely myself. Yeah. It, it kind of sounds like I'm running it, and I don't, wanna, I don't want people to think I run everything. Well, the fact of the matter so is, why don't you guys talk while about you're doing the do. talking, Nick and I are doing heavy lifting. Uh, Nick's doing audio, yes. kind of stuff like that. I'm messing with the Periscope. And uh, that leaves you just to kind of do the incidentals at the beginning. Okay, well, then I'll just go ahead. We're going to talk in just a few moments about the youth pastor who says Jesus appeared to him in a kind of a vision yeah. and asked for his forgiveness. Are we going to make fun of that guy, or are we going to handle it maturely? I probably am. Okay. Uh, we're going to handle things as maturely as we normally do. 
that sounds like a bad mm. bad deal for that youth pastor and us too. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna play a game today. A game. Yes. Nick has a game for us. Sounds like a fairly, fairly serious game. Oh, I mean, it literature based. Yes, it is literature based. Is it? Yeah, yeah. it'll be good for our. What are the chances that I'm going to English people? What are the chances I'm going to know anything about this game? Probably four, four, four percent. Yeah, yeah, four percent. That sounds about <laughs> right. I was going to say fourteen might be a little high. I don't know what are you saying. Probably fort. Like a Fortnite? Fort is, a, is a number you've never heard of, David. <laughs> I haven't. All right, then we have a Big Deal, Little Deal. Yep. Where we're going to talk about such amazing topics as? Lesbian bishops that want to uh, allow Islamic prayer rooms inside of churches. And which candidate has the most intelligent followers based on their grammar usage? I know what you're oh, thinking. No. I have listened oh, no. to six podcasts this week that talked about lesbian bishops. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I had a dollar for everyone I listened to. Well, you got another dollar coming, buddy. Okay, and then oh wait, if you had a dollar for every lesbian bishop you listen to? Yeah. Okay. I would have twenty dollars. What's the name of those podcasts? Actually, you know what? <laughs> no, let's, let's just not do that. Let me, let me okay. not say that. Let's just keep moving on. All right. All right. So um Chase, you said you had a question or something to start the show out. I do. Okay. What I is do. It? Um, I do have a question. All right. This is based on a post uh, in the Hall of Dogma. By the way, that the oh, Hall, the Hall of, of Dogma, Dogma is our you Facebook about what that is? group. Um, you can go to it. Hallofdogma.com will take you directly there. Or you can just go to Facebook, and that will also take you there. Um, and just go to Facebook, search on Hall of Dogma, and that's the Facebook group for our podcast. You can and check it out. You have to be asked to be let in. You do. And, and so most of the time you can. Um, I, there was there was a few last week we didn't let in. I noticed it was the same pattern. Yeah, they had been on Facebook for a month. Yep. they were extremely attractive, and they were a member of ninety seven groups. Yes, right. so we we don't let spam accounts in, and we don't let we're people who sell Ray Ban sunglasses in, or extremely attractive people. No, none of those. We do, however, let ninety percent bearded gentlemen in. Actually, I probably um, just insulted. Some people, yeah, good probably. So. My wife's in the Hall of Dogma, and she's extremely attractive. Don't say anything. I don't know what to say there. Yep, there's really nothing good. Because, like, yeah, if you agree, it's hitting on your wife. If you disagree, it's not. It's insulting. By the way, your wife is in first place in the Hall of Dogma Fantasy Football League. Yes, she is. She ended last year in first place, and she has maintained that this year. It's impressive. Uh, third place is another uh, lady, um, Carrie Powell, and they're playing today. And they it's are like a pretty tight match. Oh, each other. Y- Yes. Oh, uh, apparently, nice. you guys had to bring in another female in order to try to knock Allison out. Well, we, you couldn't we did what we done. could. Now, I understand your wife has an interesting way of picking um, <laughs> quarterbacks. David, can you tell Chase, us about that real quick? are you stupid? Well, well no. <laughs> okay. I'm stupid like a fox. Hey, Nick, 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 Nick. Let's do one topic at a time. We've, <laughs> we've got this one down. Is Chase stupid? We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. Roman numeral four. No, I think it's about to answer itself. All right. So, yeah. So, she told me that, um, like, so her quarterback w- wasn't doing very well today. Yeah. Matty Ice. Matt Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> they call him that? They Matty call Ice. him Matty Ice. Well, yeah. that's the problem. And That's uh, a great nickname. He had like two points in the fourth quarter. Okay, and she was pretty upset. He, he got better. I was I was scared for my TV. She's uh, <clears throat> you have she, a nice TV too. Yeah, she's a little. Passionate. I watched Alabama dismantle Wisconsin on it. Yeah, she's a little passionate about that. Uh, so, so she said that uh, she thought the maybe she just needed to pick the cuter quarterbacks on her mm. on her roster. Yeah. Well, I don't think Matty Ice is a bad looking guy. 
She said that he, you know, he was no Joe Flacco. Okay. Y- so. You mean handsome Joe Flacco? <laughs> well, I sent her some pictures of Joe Flacco that you found. Um, he, he wasn't as attractive in his younger years. Wow. Well, apparently. You, unibrows tend to uh, drive the females away. I've noticed that. <laughs> she is not a unibrow fan. No. So. Uh, now that she realizes it's not as cute, why are you both looking at my eyebrows? <laughs> Just you know, wondering how you compare to Joe. I have the, a nice gap. Flacco. I have a nice okay, gap. Good, good. See, now, but what I'm wondering so. now is if that is natural or yeah, do you have man to maintained shave that gap? Because it looks awfully. No, that's where you pair. No, that's that's not shaven. That's plugged. I, I, that's I, a long silence. There, he's like, oh gosh, I mean, what do I say? Well, I'm, no, I'm trying to figure out. out: is there something wrong with plucking your eyebrows? Is that it's just so not you're, if your wife is anti unibrow. You're a natural unibrow. I, I don't know. I've never let it. I've never <laughs> let it go there. I think. I think we have our answer. Well, that's that's fascinating. I have a feeling this is going to end up being a meme. Uh, oh, you're, it's probably the same All right, listen. Um, I'm not going to argue with the way that my wife plays fantasy football since she won the championship. Well, I can't year, argue so with however her she either. To pick, I believe she beat me in the finals. Is however, that right? however she chooses to pick her team, that's how it goes. So this is what it is. Who else is? Uh, I have more points. Oh no! Baptized infants has got the highest point total. This so week. who is in second place? Give us the top five rundown, Nick. After a few weeks of fantasy football in the league, uh, Allison. Yep. Me. Yep. Uh, Mountain penguins. That's Carrie. Okay. Yep. Kristen. Yep. Uh, Super, Super dad. dad. And then Super Dad. Yep. And then Chase. That's right. Mm-hmm. But but Chase is going to be a little little bit ahead after this week. This week is a, has been a good week for the Thundering Pauls. Yeah. My my. Yeah, I'm about to awesome. lose to Christus Victor and give them their who first is, uh, Boy, they're Christus four. Who is Christus Victor? Who is that's that? uh, Owen Owen Pond, is it not? So let me see him. Who do we have playing? So we've got Super Dad. Who's the River Monsters? Is um, uh, is that Isn't that a Martin? A Martin? The Fighting Mongoose is, is uh, Jeremiah. Jeremiah Martin. Yeah. Is, is River Monsters Nathan? I don't know that Nathan's in the league this year. Oh, maybe I'm I think wrong. he is. No, who's the Heavenly Raptors? Okay, you guys don't know anything. No, we don't. This okay. is great radio, though. I right. love that we have the Pipering Spurgeons and the Noxing Calvins. I did not notice the different league names. That's I have a feeling that's Chase. Yep. All right, ask your question so we can get started. Okay, with here's the question. Uh, more posted, serious things. Uh, last night, um, you guys know I, I don't have good uh, uh-huh. sleep um, hygiene, <laughs> as, as, as they say. I stay up late. <laughs> did, you just, uh, did you just say you don't have good sleep hygiene? Have you never heard the term sleep hygiene? Mm-hmm. I that's a real term, but uh, does that mean guys... going to bed dirty? <laughs> well, well, unibrow, it might. <laughs> no, it means properly sleeping okay. at the right time. Um, and, and I'm, I'm... Marsha, what happened? Why is Peter, the Brady Bunch been... <laughs> playing on our podcast right now? <laughs> Where did that what come from? What was that? <laughs> so, Marsha, what happened? Nick, what happened? Y'all are asking about stats from the Fancy League yeah. uh-huh. and Yahoo likes to roll ads. Oh, sorry. Okay. All right. All right. Nice. Go ahead, Chase. By the way, sleep oh. hygiene. Habits and practices that are conducive to sleeping well on a regular basis. Okay. That's the definition of that. I don't well, anyway, have sleep hygiene either. I stay up late. And so last night, um, staying up uh, – my wife is here, by the way. I'm like Matthew Barry. She t- texts me during podcasts. Yeah. Um, while I was staying up late, I happened to go to the Instagram account of listener Ben J. Berkeley, and I liked several of his pictures. Several is uh, one, two, three, well, four, several. five, six, About seven, a eight, dozen. Okay. I was just being nice. Yep. And it was 4 a.m. Yep. 
or you know, so maybe it was three. No, it wasn't four a.m. It was like three thirty or something. But anyway, he posted in the Hall of Dogma uh, what insomnia what insomnia looks like. Ha ha. However, in accordance with the rules of social media etiquette, Chase Thompson, I will return the favor. And sure enough, he did. He liked a bunch of my Instagram pictures. But here's the question: mainly all about football logos, right? Oh, that, a lot of that. A lot of Nick Saban quotes and pictures of Nick Saban and Alabama winning football. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Mm. What? What was that? I have a square in my throat. Okay. Go ahead. Good. So here's what uh, regular listener and contributor and host of Gospel Friends said. That could also be considered stalking or being thirsty. The general. Yeah. The general said thirsty. I, he said that uh, I was thirsty. You guys familiar with the term thirsty? Hey, quit, quit I, looking at the selfies my wife is sending me. I'm assuming that you. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming that you. It, it means you are uh, a drunkard. No, thirsty no. does not oh, mean that. I okay. didn't figure you guys would be I up don't. on the lingo here. Thirsty mean? kind of means you want acclamation, you want fame, you want notice, you want play from the ladies, that sort of thing. So here's my question to you guys. Um, I, I, I kind of. Oh, so you were looking for? He said you ladies. were looking. You were looking for recognition back of your photos. Well, that's the, Is that that's what he's the saying? question I've been asking myself. Am I okay. thirsty? I know I'm thirsty on social media, okay? So that's okay. just kind of uh, Twitter, you want, Facebook, You Periscope. want women to pay attention to you on it's social media. It's not about women in this particular case. Okay. It's just about it's gonna be those, those kind of things. David's so so I, I kind of feel like I'm, I'm thirsty. On a scale from, say, zero to J.J. Watts, I'm maybe an eight or well, a nine. Can I can – I, can I, Ask, can I throw something in real quick? Yeah. So last week, uh, one of the uh, podcast listeners um, was over at my house. Mm-hmm. We're okay. going to call her Hannah H squared. Okay. And she mentioned, she said, she said, what is Chase doing? And I said, what are you talking about? She said, he just liked like 20 of my old photos. Yep, I did. So I did. anyway, go ahead with you being thirsty. Well, so thirsty is eager to get something especially play, desperate, uh, fame, thirsty for pa- fame, etc. So I've been wrestling with this question that Emmanuel brought up about me. Am I thirsty? And, and I don't know uh, – some of those are inappropriate words. I don't know that I'm not thirsty. And here's my question to you guys. What are you looking at, dude? I think you're thirsty. Let's, Nick, I, I was on Urban yes. Dictionary. Are y'all thirsty? How thirsty are y'all? How, how interested in being famous <laughs> And well liked and well known are you? Is this a serious? Or is, serious are, we, are we taking? Are we going to a joke? No, I'm going to. Uh, no, okay. Well, you. Oh, look. Joking. Here's the thing. To, we are going to get lured into talking seriously about this, about, and he is yeah. going to yank the rug. Yeah, something's going on. But go no, ahead. I'm just really curious. All right. Mm-hmm. So, so you are liking people's photos in hopes they'll like yours back, or you're just trying to be nice, but you're saying you do recognize that you're thirsty. Actually, I'm trying to build up my Instagram account for a particular very practical reason that might be related to being thirsty, but um, it got me thinking bigger picture. How thirsty are we? We do a podcast. We do it every week. We like when people uh, send us feedback and that sort of thing. We like the fact that people listen to the show. How thirsty are we? How thirsty for fame are we? Is, I guess if I could boil the question down, how thirsty are you for fame and acclamation, Nick? How well liked do you want to be? Um, see, I like to tell myself that it's not an issue of fame. Um, but I do, you know, we watch the Hall of Dogma to see how many people have joined. And, you know, we notice when it goes up or when it goes yeah. down and things like that. Um, I like to tell myself it's not for fame. But, 
you kind of go, well, what other reason is there? But I definitely find myself kind of tracking more Hall of Dogma than our other metrics, but um, how healthy the conversation seems to be or if the, the Hall of Dogma is kind of flatlined that week or whatever. Um, so I can't say that there's not any. I like to tell myself there's not, but there obviously is some. Mm. I'll pray for you. I, 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 I think I'm fine. I just, you think so? Yeah, I'm all about Jesus. That's, that's, that's good. This very mature outlook. Nick, who would you say of the three of us would be the most thirsty? I think it's kind of tough, isn't it? There's it, obviously it a top two. It is. I so just don't know if it's me or David. So if it's social media, it's okay, definitely so if, me on social if media. It's, if it's social media, it's you. If it's um, percentage of time talking on the show, it's David. Okay. All right. So, listeners, what we want to do is we want to hear from you. Who is the thirstiest gospel friend? You can post in the Hall of Dogma, and uh, I suspect um, we'll have some interesting hey, interactions I, I had a, there. I had a real answer. Oh, my you first, did? Okay. My first one was a, was a joke. Oh, I thought you were very serious trying to, you know. No, I was, I was just being, give fal- a Sunday school I was being falsely humble. I love false humility. Uh, so, yeah, I think if you have a social media account, oh, boy. you are thirsty to a degree. To a degree. Uh, I the only there there's an exception to the rule. I think you are either thirsty or you're a stalker. Mm. So like, what if you're both? What does it say about you? Well, I'm, I'm saying like you, you if you never post Amen. anything, yeah. if you never post anything, okay. and you only have a social media account, so you can keep up with what other people are doing or saying, yeah. and probably talk about them, you know, then you're more the stalker. Okay, but uh, you know. Otherwise, you are thirsty to a degree. And I'm a Twitter guy, and definitely there's – I mean, that's really the point. Like, you want people to see what you're saying and retweet you and like your tweets and things like that. So I think there's a degree of thirsty that everybody has. But here, here's the thing. So is there – here's my question. Is there a more pressing desire that we have – in social media or doing podcasts or things like that. It, 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 could there be something larger than that? And if there is something You're going to pull the that, carpet out from under people. No, I'm just saying. If, You're if talking it, about iTunes rankings. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh. talking, so I – like, if is there something that is above – if that's your number one – Oh, if that's overall our social one, media quotient impact numbers. <laughs> If You're that, gonna have to keep going. Yes, if that's right. our number one goal is to be famous, then number of likes. I don't think I don't, that's I don't know what the right reason. It. But if there's a bigger goal, hmm. if there's a bigger goal, like oh, growing our church, glorify Christ, oh, make disciples, get yes. truth out. That and, is important, I'm and told that you. is primary. Mm-hmm. Then I think you can live with the degree of thirsty. Ooh, that's a good question. That's interesting. That's that. That's what I was. So, say. so David McConnell, you were saying that I'm saying you can't get it's rid of. That. Okay, to be thirsty. I'm saying you can't. If you're get rid thirstier of for the glory of God. I'm saying I think you can live with your degree of thirsty if you recognize it and you are thirstier for the glory of God. Do you think that? So you think Tim, that requires Tim Keller, intentionality, though. I think you have to be intentional about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Tim Keller says that if you wait, if you wait. For your motives to be completely pure, you'll never do anything. Wow! Actually, and I would probably agree with that. That's and, that's pretty that's pretty heavy. Now, I don't think he's saying that you know if you recognize you're doing something strictly for impure motives, you 
you know, there might be a time to push away from it. Mm. But everything we do, there's going to be a degree of impurity to it because yep. we're we're in a fallen world. So I sure. definitely am thirsty, but I try – I really hope that's not the number one reason that I post things on Twitter. I, I generally hope that's helpful or it's making a friendship, a relationship, or something like that. Same thing I would hope about this show. All right, good deal. Well, Emmanuel's question has just gotten me wrestling with the exactly how thirsty am I, and I hope I'm more thirsty for the glory of God. Well done, Emmanuel. Amen, brother. Amen. Right. So I'm very moved right, now. It's all right, man. I think it's, it's right. time for a game. No, it's time for us to talk about this youth pastor. So there's a there's a youth pastor. Okay, what? keep one. There, there's a youth, the youth pastor that had the vision. Yeah, yeah. We're going to do the game after that. Oh, that's that's fine. So man. you, that, we talked about this when we were doing show prep, but I you missed were, it. You I were, was working with the camera. You were paying attention to something yeah. else. All right, so we have a uh, a youth pastor. Uh, do we have this guy's name? Is he at the Hall of Dogma Church? No. Okay. He is at the Bethel Church. That's a famous place. Do we have his name? Seth Dahl. Seth Dahl. Okay, so this is a sermon. This was posted in the Hall of Dogma that we mentioned a moment ago. We're going to play a little bit of this audio. Um, so let's just play a, a minute or two, get the general idea of what this guy is saying, and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it. Go ahead, Nick. Cool intro music. That's a must. I had a, I had a pastor say some things that hurt me really bad. Hurt me so bad. Messed me up. Emotionally, mentally, really messed me up. Nothing physical, nothing like that. A, a, a pastor I, I really respected said some words and hurt me so bad. And one time I was laying on the floor. Actually, it was in this room. I'm laying on the floor. And in, an, in a vision, in an encounter with God, in a vision, Jesus picks me up and holds me so close that I can't see anything. And he holds me so close. And Jesus starts to weep. And he says, please forgive me. Please forgive me. I said, what are you talking about? Please forgive you. He said, when that pastor hurt you, it's as if I hurt you because he's a member of my body. Please forgive me. And when we hold on to pain from other believers or other leaders or old pastors or old Christians, look, the, the enemy is called the accuser of the brethren. Any thought that accuses a brother had its origin with the devil. Any pain I hold on to from a believer, any unforgiveness I hold on to from another believer, Jesus actually takes it to blame. Think about the cross, what Jesus did. He did not sin, but he paid for ours. He did not sin, but he let us kill him for our sin. He took the blame for us. He took our blame and let us punish him for our stuff. So why would he not look at you and say that pain you're holding on to, that hurt you're holding on to, that unforgiveness you're holding on to? Look, holding it against them is like you're holding it against me because they're a member of my body. All right. That's, that's some pretty heavy stuff. A lot of, uh, a lot of things that in there that he said that I agree with. Um, Jesus paid the price. That's, that's good. That's, that's good stuff. The, the, the one thing I want to ask you guys about, the very compelling 
thing that he said that's gotten a lot of people's hackles raised is he said in this vision their hackles raised their hackles yeah you're not familiar with the term do we all have hackles? Yeah, it's right, right here. Oh, really? Yeah, your hackles are hey, not raised. Hey, Josh, I, get, get quick. <laughs> so Sorry. he said that in this vision slash encounter with God he had, he called it both things, that Jesus asked this youth pastor for his forgiveness. What, what's your take on that? Nick? Yeah. No. Um, All right, you said two different things there. Yeah, I, was, I was acknowledging, it's a confusing. <laughs> thinking about it, uh, letting it process. This is, this, is what, this is what Nick does. He takes both sides of the argument and okay. just bam. So it's about, to get, it's about to get good. Good. I'm, I'm in. I'm listening. Yeah, I was acknowledging that I'm thinking about it. No was my response. Okay. Um, okay. Jesus asking us to forgive him, just, just I, I don't know. I, that, I just can't. I can't stomach that. Um, as he went through it and he he started explaining his logic, I went, oh, okay. And so I guess my thought is this is one of those kind of situations where I'm, I'm hoping it was a case of kind of maybe misspoke initially and, and fixed it on the, the back end. Um, but he was saying he, he had that specific vision, which is, I guess, what kind of gives me a little bit of, of heartburn because, you know, Definitely not um, in the camp that uh, no visions or things like that happen. Um, and so I, I'm definitely willing to accept that they, they can. Um, the no vision camp. Head up by John MacArthur. Um, remember he is David the general Skinner. of that camp. Um, uh, Skinner's, uh, Skinner is a, a colonel, <laughs> perhaps a lieutenant colonel <laughs> in that camp. Um, uh, so I don't even know if he'll listen to this. but uh, Probably not. So, you know, there's that part of me that, that is going, well, I mean, I, I definitely have no problem with visions occurring. It's just this, this thing is out of line. Um, I just – I understand Jesus is compassionate. I understand he loves us, um, doesn't mind relating to us where we are, um, even if it's another church member that, that has hurt us, even as he gets on later. I, I, I get it. I get what he's trying to say, that it's just that those first few – Seconds, those first few lines are what made me go, hold on, don't know, okay. buddy. Chase, your response? That's okay. I don't, want to, I don't want to belittle this guy, but I think there's some big questions that need to be asked about experiences like this mm. and why this is a big deal. So my question is, did this really happen, first of all? Good question. Okay, did, it really, did he really have a, a vision like this? Or, 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 you know, sometimes people use illustrations. Uh, they, they use things that, that actually didn't happen, and they say that it did. So I'm asking the question, is he being truthful? That's a big question. Bigger than that, perhaps. Well, I mean, if he's not being truthful, then that's the biggest question. But was this a real encounter with God? And did Jesus really say that? I'm with Nick. I believe you can have visions. I believe they're they're biblical. Uh, we've talked about cessationism on the show before, so a lot of people think the gifts of prophecy have ceased and revelatory things like that have ceased. I don't see the scripture that backs that up. Uh, at the same time, I think all revelatory experiences have to come under the authority of the teaching of scripture. And so my, my, my two main questions, was this a real encounter with God? Did Jesus really say that? And I think almost certainly you have to say no. This was not a real encounter with God. Mm. Jesus did not really say that. 
because it's it, it's ridiculous. Dun, dun, dun. It, it is ridiculous that it, it, and when I say ridiculous, I mean worthy of ridicule that Jesus would come to somebody and say, "I need you to forgive me." That now, can I say beyond a shadow of doubt that that's not something Jesus would do? Uh, no, I can't. I understand some people very much value experience, and I am telling somebody that their experience was not real. But this is yes, why you are. I, I am. And, and, and look, experience, this, police. I, I, maybe call me what you will. I do not believe that this is solid theology. I do not believe it is biblical that Jesus would ask forgiveness. That is not in his character as revealed in the Bible. Can you give me a verse that says, um, I, the Lord Jesus, will never ask, come to you and ask for forgiveness? No. Can, you get, can I give you a verse that says, I, the Lord, I, I, I do not sin? Absolutely. So I think this is a case of building theology off of experience that is extra biblical and it shows the danger of visions and prophecy not rightly put under the rubric of scripture that's my take i think he missed it here i think he's sincere sounds like a good guy but i think he missed it here in a very dangerous way if he did have an experience i would think it's more along the lines of uh, joseph smith meeting with the angel moroni than it is Along the lines of this young man actually having an encounter with the risen Jesus, maybe a bad burrito, uh, or or more likely, we're talking about a figment of his imagination that happened in something in his thoughts that comforted him. Hmm. All right, that's uh, my take. I know that's hard. That's harsh, even. Maybe. So I did see that you, from the makers of the repentance meter, you bought off Amazon.com the vision meter. Yes, so experience you a, meter. Yeah, so that's good. So this is helping. Look, you out. I can say without shadow of a doubt that Joseph Maroney. Uh, did not get real godly uh, – I mean, Joseph Smith did not get real godly revelation from the angel Moroni because it's inconsistent yeah, with Scripture. Yeah, inconsistent with Scripture. I, okay, look, see, this is – I'm I'm, I'm going to get in trouble. I think yes. this guy's on the reservation. He's just like in the woods on the back 40. Like, like With it, a 40? It, no, I'm not it, saying he's not a believer. It's not like in a very – got to hear me all the way out. It's bad theology. Jesus doesn't need our forgiveness. The fact that Christ died in our place doesn't mean that he is culpable for all sins, nor is he culpable for the sins of his people. So he doesn't need to come and ask for our forgiveness. Okay? So I say that right off the bat. Um, But in a very weird way, like I got part of what he was trying to say, like the, especially the the last portion where he's discussing that um, if you're holding a grudge against my people, it's like you're holding a grudge against me. I mean, I understood that and understood that message, uh, yeah, kind of what he was trying to explain. I, I'm more. Here's the thing. I, I don't think he. I think this caused confusion. I think the way he presented it was theologically incorrect. I don't think that message that he gave is the message that he received or that he was in you know it, it was supposed to give because I think it was theologically inaccurate. I though wonder if maybe he did receive some type of a encounter with God, but he just misunderstood it or didn't 
yeah, didn't fully understand what that message was and then miscommunicated it. Uh, or, or was never meant for communication like that. All right, so uh, was it, we studied like how Piper and Grudem talked about the reason that you test out prophecy today yeah. is because anything from God is accurate, but we have to hear it and then communicate it in our flawed human state. True. And so the reason you have to weigh it out is because potentially the message is distorted by our human nature. And I just wonder if it's possible that he did have some type of a encounter with God and the flaw was in how he processed it and then communicated it. And I don't know. I definitely agree that theology is horrible. And I, I, I think that he made a mistake presenting it the way he did. I cringed when I heard it like everybody else did. But I just kind of wonder if maybe the the issue is is in how he processed what he what he saw. I, I don't know. That, that's I'll just, see that that's too. My I consider the idea that um, I don't know if it was you or Chase that said. I apologize, but um, maybe it was it was something that the Lord was trying to communicate to him that if he holds that what he said there at the end, if he holds a grudge against a believer, he's holding it against the Lord. I, I actually. I have no problem with that that statement, and so that whole that idea there. So maybe if it was something the Lord was trying to convey to him for his own personal life, that maybe didn't have to be shared. Um, I, I can I wonder about that. But yeah, like there was some kind of comfort that he was receiving, but he just well, you know, I, I don't a call know. to repentance and an, and an offer, and it basically, hey. You know, you're gonna. Ha- there's gonna be a barrier between you and I unless you forgive these guys. Um, I-, I get that I wholeheartedly because I think the word speaks to that. Before you come, you know, bring your offering. You know, make sure you don't have anything against anything wrong between you and a brother. You know, I have no problem with that. Um, but that idea of Jesus has hurt him. Yeah, I can, I, there's parts of that that sounded like you know, Jesus came, Jesus comforted me right to say that was my leader or my person you know of my church that hurt you and I'm sorry I you know this I was reading this uh, comment on reddit this guy said you know that that a Christian hurts someone in this kind of way Jesus feels that pain he weeps with those who weep he knows the pain others have caused and because he is the head um he has taken responsibility in some kind of way. So that was kind of how they interpreted it. I get the weep with those who weep part. Mm-hmm. Like I could see, I mean, I, this is dangerous waters, but it's not, is it that far-fetched to say, you know, Jesus would communicate in some way, I'm sorry that that happened to you. I, I could see that, but not Jesus taking responsibility that, for but it. But that, that's not, the not line you've got to walk. Not him saying that was... That's like I did it to you, and, and you should forgive me because I have responsibility. Right, but that's that's so the there's line. A, there's you a have line. Got there's to... a line that's crossed there. But yes. I just there's part of it that I I do get. Right, so. Here, here's the danger, at least. Uh, and some of the people, some of the guys, people listening on Periscope are supporting what you guys are saying. Probably think I'm being too harsh here. Here's the danger. The danger is what this what this time. youth minister did was he took an experience he added uh this is what god said to me 
And then he built a, a teaching, essentially, off of it. Because he's sitting here teaching his youth group. I'm not saying this is necessarily all of what he said. We only listened to a couple of minutes of it. But he took an experience. He then said, this is what God said to me. He then said, this is what God is saying to us and how I apply that. In other words, it's like he took a scripture and he taught from it. He had an application. I'm not, I think you might be right, David. I think you might have had it. It's very possible he had a comforting encounter with the Holy Spirit or with Jesus, the Spirit of Jesus. It's very, very possible. But he added to that the words of Jesus, or at least what he said were the words of Jesus. And I believe there's a dangerous twisting there because then he goes on to teach a principle from those words. And that's where I think is, is danger. You, know, you referenced 1 Thessalonians 5. Where it says, First uh, Thessalonians five nineteen, don't stifle the spirit, Amen. Don't despise prophecies, Amen. But test all things. Hold on to what is good. Well, I think I think that's what we're doing here. I think we probably all agree he said some good things. We need to hold on to those. But my my issue is the basis of a lot of what he said was, I think, a false word from Jesus. It wasn't what Jesus said, and and, and so is it is it a big deal in this particular instance? It may not be because the conclusion he came to was not heretical, I, although I think the experience is wrong. But what if, um, what if, he's, a, what if he's a man uh, wanting to leave his wife and, and go you know, get with another lady, and he has an experience, a comforting experience with Jesus, and he says, Jesus told me, Stan, you can, you can do this. I, I understand chase. you're in a hard position. I don't, you know, I, I want you to, to go be happy. That's where it's dangerous to, to have an experience and then put words in God's mouth that are contrary to Scripture. Yeah. And this is just a half step removed from that. I actually think the conclusion is somewhat heretical. I don't think Jesus I means mean, our forgiveness. Ultimate conclusion. Yeah, I did not mean the immediate. I think that is. Yes. Sir. Now, I agree with a lot of what you just said. So I mean, let's not. Let's don't. Don't be man. Okay. Okay. We're, we're holding Com- hands here. Well, hey I guys. I want you to calm this down. Is really weird. You camaraderie. So I know it's really creepy. <laughs> here, you want to get on this? No. So I'm just saying. I think at one point you were kind of saying, ah, that's just not from God. And I'm saying, I, I don't know. He could have had. That could have been from could God. Could have been a real experience. Misinterpreted. Misinterpreted. Uh, I would agree Words with put in I God's would agree mouth. with Gypsy Jew on Reddit. I th- <laughs> I just wanted to say yeah, that just name. Say name. Yeah. I, I think I I think I saw this as confusing, and probably probably others had as well. I believe trusting the Holy Spirit when communicating is big, along with being cautious when communicating in an influential position. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a we guy trust the you. Holy Spirit. Yes, but we have to be extremely cautious when we're communicating an influential position. This yeah. guy is teaching youth, and he's on YouTube. Yeah, so I mean that's and he's teaching youth at a very big church. You know what? I am glad that I was able to make it through my youth pastor years without ever, you know, being on YouTube because I probably said some oh I pretty know I did. things. I doubt I ever said that Jesus needed our forgiveness. Well, I, that's the thing. When you say God told me X and then you tell something just kind of blatantly unscriptural yeah. and false, yeah, that's I, a big that's, kind of deal. That's a big deal. Let me ask you a question, though. Is that a failure of us in discipleship and the church in helping people know how to process 
visions and I, I, look, things I, like that. Yes, I completely they, think that's the They issue. have these experiences, and then they just, oh, I mean, you want to share it with somebody, Jesus, and then you Jesus teach it as culture, gospel. The Reading Church, uh, the Bill Johnson, that group in particular, they produce some amazing music. That I've listened to Bill Johnson several times before. He says some great things. But I think there is a sense there, if I could say this without being way overly judgmental, there's a sense there that they are not as submitted to Scripture as as they should be. And so you have these kind of things that maybe go beyond the bounds of where they should. Well, have you ever – I mean, and, and I've seen this in all types of denominations depending or perspectives, whatever you want to call it, of faith – um, where people try to out Jesus one another. I've seen Calvinists try to out Calvin one another. I've seen Charismatics try to out Charismatic one another. And and th- to me, this this has a f- saying saying this because I, I know this feeling from experience. But this has the sense of me of someone trying to be charismatic and maybe missing. Does that make sense? I mean, it could um, be. Because I do, I remember churches I was a part of where, you know, there was almost a feeling of a level up Christianity, and you know, it, there were some gifts that were more uh, valued Value, higher than yeah. others, and so you know, it just it's tough. Some churches value tongues, and if you don't speak yeah. in tongues, you're not oh. spiritually mature. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I believe in tongues, but I don't believe in that concept. Right, right. Amen. All right. And by the way, I realized discussion. I was painting with a very broad very brush broad. on uh, the, Red, like the Reading a, Church. Yeah, so, so we usually paint with Bill a Johnson. paint sprayer. We're going to do that with Calvinism at the end of this show or is it the end of the next show? I think it's episode Not soon enough. Okay. I think well, it's episode 73. It's coming. So we, yeah, whoever that guy was that was happy that Calvinist was gone or the Arminian was gone. I don't know when that is, but I do know what it's time to do right now. What's oh, that? You know what? Nick was too slow. Oh, geez. He couldn't what is see it coming for? I'm going to do that again. I don't know when we're talking about Calvinists, but I know what it's time to do right now. What, what's that? Well, it's, it's, it's time to play the game. <laughs> so this is one of those things where we've got to get back into the rhythm because yeah. the, the only... I've got a mute for YouTube ads and... The only Yahoo podcast where this week, guaranteed. 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 I mean, I, I put this challenge out to you. Find yep. another podcast that's going to talk about lesbian bishops and play Motorhead. That's that's going to be a rare thing. Yeah. That is a rare thing. Uh, I, you know, I was thinking this week about how I, I've missed the transitions. We haven't had good transitions in a while. I just like the high quality. Mm-hmm. We spent all that money. Making yeah, we, those we transitions. We, we didn't. And we haven't been playing. Wait, I get lot. paid? Meanwhile, in the future, at the Hall of Dogma. We haven't that, done that one in a while. That's, uh, that's a good one. That one it's calls, good having the soundboard back. That was the cheaper one. The really, <laughs> the really <laughs> expensive yes. one. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Dogma. Wow. Yeah, that bad boy costs some money. Wait. That was the, awful. There we go. <laughs> All right, Nick. <laughs> All right, what so are we doing this week, it's a game I have been waiting with bated breath for. Um, bated means bad. 
probably. Just anticipation. No. Can't wait. I thought it was like coffee. Um, so, okay. Saw this on the internet this week, and I thought, hey, that'd make a great show topic. Quit touching. Why are y'all still holding hands? <laughs> it's, it's not me. <laughs> I just want to make Chase uncomfortable. There are going to be so it. many edits. Um no, there's not. There's not going to be a single edit. You are not going to edit any of this. <laughs> See, that's the thing. There is going to come a day, like eventually, when, when you really will edit something. Yeah, we're going to have a fight, right? And we're going to not all speak for years. And then we're going to come back and do the behind the music, behind the podcast really of the nice. show. And we're going to see what all I actually did edit. And people are going to just jaws on the floor. I could, see, Ch- I could see Chase's rage finally breaking through <laughs> and him just not talking to anybody for a long time. You think so? Yeah, I could see it. It's been bubbling for a while. It, it has. I Especially got, when you try to hold his hand. I'm mad about a lot of things. Technically, I was holding his wrist, but It anyway. was still bad. Yeah, that's making it better. Huh? Do you have another drink? Yeah. Could I have it? No. All right. Wow. What's yeah. this game about? Let me root around. I'll find you one. Uh, it's it's one of my favorite uh, top or type of games. Um, it is a Who Said It, and it is C.S. Lewis or J.K. Rowling. Is that like a Who Dealt It kind of game? That, wow. That's David's favorite game. The first person that said it dealt it. Well, oh, sorry about that. Just- <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! This is why we can't. Hey, have can I nice ask questions? Can I ask please, questions? Please, please. Um, Who's J.K. Rowling? Rowling. I think you're going to do really good in this. It's going to be great. Okay, I know who C.S. Lewis is. What did J.K. is that? They wrote Star Wars. C.S. Lewis wrote The Hobbit, right? Oh, David? you are hurting me right now. What Physical they, pain. What did they do? J.K. Rowling wrote the Harry Potter series. Okay. So both famous English writers, right? Yeah, Chase is a okay. big fan about of, magic. About uh, about magic. Chase is, <laughs> that's a good description Chase, of C.S. Lewis. Chase is a big fan of um, Harry Potter. I finally he listened has a to Harry, um, Harry Potter poster above his bed. That is not true. And you is that for Chase or is that for Janet? Gee, we're in deep waters now. I think my wife's actually watching on the Periscope. Oh, no. Yeah, you're is in she? trouble. See I'm what just I meant kidding. to say, Janet. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no magic there. Hey, look, Allison wants to go on a date with Joe Flacco, so you're safe. Hey, by um, the way, the Atwoods are watching us on Periscope, hey, and they Atwoods. have JL there. Tiny little daughter also watching, and she looks actually transfixed with the big screen. We're on the big screen. We look we're, good on the screen. We're in somebody's wow. living room on on big screen. Wow. Somebody in Indiana. Atwoods. Shout out to you, Atwoods. Y'all win the day. What's that reflection right above my head? I don't know. Your Something ego? shiny is up there. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So who said it? C.S. Lewis or J.K. Rowling? Okay. I'm All right. Uh, so decide who goes first. I have a number in my brain. It's a number between one and ten. Chase, pick a number. It's seven. Uh, I'm going to go with my Little League number five. It was four. You're closer. You get to go God first. Damn it. First Even, thing I ever won, talking about Little League, we weren't very good. Mm-hmm. Well, five, that's a, it's an important number. You know all those famous number fives? We're probably going to go to the first two. Because of Johnny Five. Se- are you serious? Yeah. Because of who? Johnny Five. Who's Johnny Five? What? What? Really? No. Johnny Five. No, 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 no. Ah. What is, Johnny Five? Almost, is that really a thing? You almost always get those kinds of references. How do you not know who Johnny Five is? Where were you? Short Circuit? Your geek card oh, is I in never danger. Short Circuit. What? I don't think I did. What? Periscope? I need a vote. Johnny I need Five. a vote. Yeah, Does I, Chase I know lose his nerd card? That's the one with uh, the girl from Breakfast Club. Ooh, right? I get your nerd card. Everything the, is always... The nerdy girl from... I mean, the yeah, Ali Sheedy. Steve mm-hmm. Gutenberg. All right, all right. Go Periscope. 
We oh, need a vote. Does Chase this. lose his nerd card? I watched Breakfast Club. Now, I, I think it would take a lot to, for Chase to lose his nerd card. <laughs> Look, Thanks. not going who is Johnny Five is going to seriously endanger it. I am sorry. Look, Johnny Five next to Wally. You know, Chase, I never watched here's Wally the way, either. I like Wally. Chase, here's the way to get it back. Who shot first? Uh, Han. Shot okay. first. You're, you're safe. All right. What the crap just happened? <laughs> and that's who, why you don't get a nerd card. Who is Han? Gosh. Oh, those guys that used to do the uh, SNL skits. Yes. That would pump you up. Yes. Hans and Franz. Hans and Franz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Hans I'm shot first. Okay. Now we're tracking. <laughs> is it like a steroid thing? He shot. <laughs> yes. That is exactly what it is. Yeah. Well done. All right. Well this done, is David. Radio Gulp. You are a science fiction guru, if there ever was one. <clears throat> There's 15 of these. We don't have to go through all of them. David, you get the first question. Even I never dreamed of magic like this. C.S. Lewis. Oh, correct. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say, too. Good job. Good all job. right. We are only as strong as we are united, as weak as we are divided. I'm going to go Rowling. Correct. Ooh. Wow. One to one. Mm. Oh, I'm torn. All right. Have face. I ever beat you in a game? Nobody's ever beaten me in a game, except the people who have. Hey, you, got some, you got some food on your microphone. Oh, that's right. disgusting. That's, I haven't been eating, though. That's probably been there for a while. It matters not what someone is born, but what they grow to be. C.S. Lewis. Oh, no. That is ah. rallying. That's rallying. Did you really know that? or you just, I, that's, what, that's what I would guess. I mean, I can I'm, say, I'm no expert. I can say that with rallying. confidence as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's rallying. That's one of my rolling. tricks. Rolling? I'm pretty sure it's rolling. Is it rolling or rallying? Oh, jeez. We're going to have to re-record this yeah, it'll if be it's fine. rallying. But very yeah, quickly, they rolling. all... Be- I don't mm. care. I care a lot. What does Plastic Chris Atwood say? Let me have him. He's going to help me with this game. Give me Plastic Chris Atwood. I can't reach him. Oh, wait. Yeah, I can. <laughs> I'm, I'm listening, Nick. Go ahead. We're number three. But very quickly... No, this is number four. Uh, one to one. There you go. But very quickly, they all became grave again. For, as you know, there is a kind of happiness and wonder that makes you very serious. It is too good to waste on jokes. That's uh, C.S. Lewis. Get out of my face. Plastic Chris Atwood. Was that correct? That was correct. What's the score? Uh, it is now two to one. Chase's favor. Things never happen the same way twice. C.S. Lewis. Oh, nice. Good job, Chris. All right, time out. We got to figure out how to uh, pronounce J.K. Rowling's name. Time out. Nick was not going to have to edit anything till you said that. Well, I got. I mean, we're going to come across as just big, big clown. Do you know how much I care? I care a lot. <sighs> okay, I care a little bit. All right, here we are, Periscope, watching a video. I'm grateful that people think that you're called J.K. Rowling when your name is really Joe Rowling. Uh, Done. My answer to both. I, I, I can't remember both. the last time I corrected someone when they said Rowling. In fact, America, I don't. I think. Okay, we're idiots. She's kind of so it's rolling. So I told okay. you. I started it off correctly. Too. All right. Keep going. Rolling. All right. I'll ask things never have the same way twice, right? Rolling, yep. rolling, rolling. To the well-organized mind, death is but the next great adventure. Is that to me? Yes. Who is that to? That's to you. I just oh, got it. Okay. What's the score? Two to two. We're tied. Two to two. Uh, that's uh, – right. read it one more time. <sighs> to the well-organized mind, death is but the next oh, great adventure. Oh, that's C.S. Lewis. No. Really? Yep. Bam, bam, bam. Ooh, that wow. was rolling. 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 <laughs> you have to know that, David. You have to know how to pronounce her name. She's one of the most popular authors. And if I'm correct, it was Dumbledore, too. Listen, um, I, dang, two I, two, I like okay. her. I have. I, I loved those movies. I've got them in a, a box set. Uh, 
when they finally got the ring where they were supposed to take it. I thought that was awesome. That was a huge deal. So that was a little short huge people huge deal getting the rings. And the last part were the Mordor, Vader, and, and, yes. and Kenobi are, are together with. Uh, it's just those really encouraging. Yep. Uh, and they turn those rings into those swords. Yes. You doubt your value. Use don't run swords. from who you are. Rolling. No. Mm. See, it's mm. I would have guessed rolling there too. Um, yeah, some of these. I mean, some of these actually are pretty tricky. Uh, it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live. It is not what. It does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I'm going to say Lewis. Incorrect. Gee whiz, this is embarrassing. This is th- we're getting down to the wire. Like I, I was going to go first to five, and y'all are both sitting at two, and I don't know if we've got enough questions to get to five. I hope we're pronouncing C.S. Lewis's name right, because other probably not. This game is about as embarrassing as it could get. Courage, dear heart. Dear heart. Lewis. Courage, dear heart. Correct. That is Lewis. Yeah, I would agree with that. Good well, job, Clad. Since you'd be high right. five. <laughs> Quit millet. I mean, hurting crass plastic. Chris Atwood. I high fived him and he went in the ground. It takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to our enemies, but just as much to stand up to our friends. Uh, it sounds like a rolling quote. You are correct. All right, three to three. Wooly, what are you rooting for, David? You sounded disappointed. Uh, no, I couldn't get my tally sheet to work. Uh, I, I couldn't get it in the right place. You don't have to believe me. Um, Remember that all worlds draw to an end, and that noble death is a treasure which no one is too poor to buy. Lewis. Correct. Boom. What are we playing to? And how am I losing this game? You don't even know who rolling is. I thought we were going to first to five. Okay, first to five. Rowling. But we got to do one wins by two, or else David's going to beat you on the next. Well, he can beat me then. Uh. What are you doing? I'm trying to take a picture. If you want to know what a man's like, take a good look at how he treats his inferiors, not his equals. Who's that to, Chase? I think yes, that's Chase. Lewis. Mm-hmm. Dang. You crafty British authors. What's the wow. score? Um, this way. is game point for you. A noble friend is the best gift. A noble enemy is the next best. Hmm. That's a tough one. Really think hard. Oh, dude, I'm sorry. Rolling. <laughs> it was that kidney punch that got you. Indeed, your failure to understand that there are things much worse than death has always been your greatest weakness. Why do you say it like that? I'm going to say so rolling. Dramatic. Correct. All right. Four to four. Because that was a pretty substantial quote in the series. Quit. It is our choices that show who we truly are far more than our abilities. Lewis. And <laughs> and we end with all the questions spent on a four to four time. Nice, uh, <laughs> distracting measures have worked. That's beautiful. No, we can't. Uh, we do the do the number thing again, so somebody can win. Somebody has to win. We can't end in a tie. That's like kissing your sister. And I don't have a sister, but that sounds like that. Would well, y'all be been fun. holding hands enough. All right, big deal, little deal, Chase. Oh, it's time for. Do we have any like <sighs> kind of stuff for that? You can't. Okay, I declare myself the winner. <laughs> Future at the Hall of Dogma. I won. Stop me. All right, guys. Hey, focus. Okay. Get in the get in the next game. You. It's time for big deal, little deal, or no deal. Hey, wait, 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 wait. We should like do something here where we talk about contact info. Okay, go ahead. Uh, how about the Twitter? Yeah, the you, Twitter. Have, have you tweeted anything recently? Oh, it's Ooh. a ton. A really? lot. Okay. So Actually, the only thing I've tweeted recently is the link to the Periscope. Twitter is at my gospel friends. 
Yes. What's our Instagram account? Uh, we don't have one yet. Mine is Chase A. Thompson, though. Follow <laughs> me on Instagram and make me even more thirsty or quench my thirst. I don't actually know how that works. Okay. Anyway, yeah. We're done with that. Go Big deal, little deal, or no deal. The game in which we accidentally really ripped off ESPN's Mike and Mike. That is not really. Let's not even talk about when we tried to come up with something different because. Did y'all turn the air off again? I did. I was trying to save money. Are you kidding? Not. Good Lord, man. <laughs> Just call me Frugal Thompson over here. All right. Here's the deal, guys. I got four stories. Y'all are going to have to eliminate one. Okay. okay? Story number one is. Sorry, uh, <laughs> I went through a time warp there. Thirsty. Uh, story number one is Aaron Rodgers versus Russell Wilson. Okay. Story number two involves the lesbian bishop in the church in Sweden. Story number three involves grammar ability of voters per candidate. Which candidate has the has the followers with the worst grammar? That's Story weird. number four involves the end of the world as predicted by Harold Camping's own e-Bible fellowship, which was supposed to have happened on October the 7th. Gentlemen. By the way, in the 90s, R.E.M. was my favorite group. So who gets to pick first? I'm going to ask you to eliminate one of those stories together. Which one do you want to strike from the civil list? Is it Aaron Rodgers, lesbian bishop, grammar, intelligence, or into the world? You sure are touching a lot of people today. (sighs) Don't take that holy Uh, kiss business seriously. It's symbolic. You're right. A little tense. Wink, wink. Just kidding. What, what was the uh, what was Aaron Rod? Okay, I, I think I know what I want. Too. You know, if you oh, were today. touching Nick less and listening more, <laughs> this segment might go over a okay, little. What better. would you say? Oh man, what are the options again? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Lesbian now he Bishop, knows how we feel during show prep. Grammar candidates or end of the world. Ah, shoot. I say we discuss uh, Mr. Rogers. Are you and Mr. writing Wilson. that down as an edit point? Oh no! <laughs> All right. Uh, I was really looking uh, forward to making fun of those clowns at E Bible Fellowship that keep predicting the end of the world. But okay, let's go with that. Going to be able to do it? No, uh, no, no, it's fine. We're going to do Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so guys, last year the Seattle Seahawks in the last minute. Uh, were able to overcome Aaron Rodgers' Green Bay Packers. And after the game, Russell Wilson, who is a fairly outspoken Christian, talked about how God was with the Seahawks and that God blessed them with a win. Fast forward to this year, a couple of weeks ago, the Packers beat the Seahawks this time around, 27-17. to And... Aaron Rodgers, in the post-game interview, said, I think God was a Packer fan tonight, so he was taking care of us. Later on, he went on to say that he was just kidding, that he was pointing out that he did not think God cared very much about football. Question number one, is this a big deal, little deal, or no deal? Is Aaron Rodgers taking a shot at faith in Jesus? Oh, wow. I didn't, even, I didn't even take that as what he was doing. Well, he, I didn't either, but I was trying to you know, add a little controversy to it. Oh. Um, okay, so I would say no deal to that question. Okay. Like I, 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 <laughs> oh, we just I, got to, <laughs> I didn't think that he We was, got turned off that with TV. Apparently, they did not want to talk about – they did not want us to talk about Aaron Rodgers. 
Oh. Uh, hey, wait. Wow. So, okay. Wow. Look, so I actually think – I don't think he was taking a shot. Like, I think he <clears throat> meant that. So you agree with him? He, he was being sarcastic. He was taking a shot at Russell Wilson. You really think he was? He well, was taking I mean, a I shot. I think he really was. He, you think he, he was? He was. He was. He was trying to get across the point uh, that okay. then that, God isn't really interested in football. Uh, is is Aaron uh, is Aaron Rodgers a Christian? I don't. I don't think, think so. he's a. I don't think so. Okay, then I still say no deal. So if he's not a Christian, I, I would say it's not a deal because I would certainly see that being the view of someone who's not a believer. That okay. God doesn't care about football. I, on the other hand, think God is sovereign over all things and dictates who wins and loses football games. Boom. That's very good, Mr. Calvin. We go over to Mr. Jenkins. What do you think? Really? <laughs> <laughs> that is fascinating. Um, I am more along the lines with Mr. Rogers here. I, I do not think he was trying to be. <laughs> I do not think he was trying to be anti God. Double check. <laughs> I don't think he was trying to be anti-God or anti-faith in any way. I, I think um, his point was that, you know, in that regard, God probably loves all of his people. Um, but, yeah, uh, that he didn't decide on the outcome of the game for or against one team or the other. Uh, my at larger question is kind of what do you guys' take on athletes always attributing their success to God or being sure to thank God after every play, despite how maybe um, contrary some of their other actions throughout the week may seem to be to faith. <laughs> I think that, that's obnoxious. You're asking this right on the heels of me preaching through the first couple of chapters of First uh, John, so um, where he talks about, you know, that you can say you know him, but then if the course of your right. life does not bear that out, then uh, you really don't know him. Can we help you, Chase? It's very professional to get phone calls during the podcast. <laughs> uh, um, so I would say not a big fan of that. Um, you know, don't, uh, uh, you know, if, you, now, if you're not going to live the course of your life in fear of the Lord, then, yeah. you know, it's just, to me, then it's just kind of like a fad you're doing. To, yeah. to give up, to give credit to him, and quite honestly, I'm not a big fan of the, the whole Philippians verses under your mm. eyes. Sorry, Tebow fans, but I just really don't think that's what that You're verse is anger about. A lot of people. So uh, you know, I don't, you I don't, don't think that's what that oh. verse is about. But do you have a problem with putting verses on your no no no, your no, eyes? no no problem putting verses on your eyes? But you don't think Philippians four thirteen is about God? That is that has been kind player. of become the athlete verse. So like all the athletes, that's yeah. the one they they kind of embrace. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and I, just really not what you know. Paul's talking there about you know I've, what I've learned to be content in all types of. You know, ups and downs of life, and it's just not athletics. Those kinds of things, not really, um, not in view there in terms of, uh, um, you know, I can go and catch this pass, and we can win this game, and and we can run this race because Christ strengthens us. I, I don't know. I, I just think it's misused. Um, I will. I will say you, you've heard the story. I don't believe it's apocryphal about how. The time that uh, Tebow put, I think it was John three sixteen underneath his eye uh, on his on his eye black that there was a, an incredible bump in Google searches for yes. what exactly that verse was. I actually think that's a good use of that. I agree with you though that Philippians four thirteen is not primarily focused on 
uh, athletes doing all things better through Christ. I think that is a, a bit of a misuse of that passage. All right, so here's the here's the trouble with with the doing a podcast and having three guys with ADHD. When the periscope no, goes have, out and I we st- I don't have ADHD. Stop right in the middle. I am focused. Like a Did we finish the Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson story? I don't know. I am focused. <laughs> okay, good. So we don't actually know what happened a few minutes ago, and uh, we're, we're not sure we want to go back and listen and figure it out. So we're going to sum things up by saying that the Aaron Rodgers – Go Seahawks. Deal was not a Boo. big deal. He wasn't really calling out Russell Wilson. He was just expressing Boo. his belief via sarcasm. I love Russell Boo. Wilson. I like – Aaron Rodgers, I actually kind of uh, – because of fantasy football, I don't have a particular team, but I do like the Seahawks and the Packers both. So there you go. You're going to make um, at least the Atwoods and Emmanuel very sad. Are They They are uh, anti-Rodgers, is that it correct? Seem, yes. Yeah. I don't think they – they didn't turn us off. They lost the feed. That was the whole point of that. It wasn't that they got mad. I realize hey, that now. Focus. They don't like the Packers. Focus. They're from you Ohio. Take your riddling. We're doing or, big deal, little deal, or no deal, and we're about to talk to about your lesbian bishop, David. And Ohio doesn't even – oh, yeah, they do. Cleveland. Browns. Go Browns. Wake up. All right. Eva Brun – the world's first Brun? openly lesbian bishop is in Stockholm, Sweden. Is she? Uh, she has called Catholic. Is Catholic? Episcopalian. Episcopalian. Uh, I used to be an Episcopalian. Actually, that explains so much. That's actually a good question. I don't know if she's Episcopalian or not. Do you guys know I was confirmed in the Episcopal Church? What does that even mean? By do we allow elders here? Confirmed as what? A, 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 a member, oh, a member, so many options. a Christian in good standing of the Episcopal Church. Okay, well done. Well, Eva Brun was confirmed <laughs> in the Church of Sweden. I have a certificate. She is the world's first openly. Just in case w- I ever need it. <laughs> so is that what you're going to show Jesus on Judgment Day? <laughs> you know the part earlier where you were talking about how you didn't have ADHD? That's I funny. Am. Everybody's laughing at that now. Okay. Because you have it bad. I'm, 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 go ahead. Talk about like, it. Because you, you have it bad. You have it really bad. <laughs> really, really bad. That's a funny picture, by what the way. What is that? Story. What is that a flag of? It's a woman with a stick poking the Swedish flag. <laughs> I don't know what that happens. has to do with the story. <laughs> if you If you... If you poke the American flag with a stick, you have to burn it, don't you? Uh, something like that. All right. So, so this story is from ChristianPost.com, which is a story, which is a website with some fantastic stories that we talk about a lot. But the website design itself just, just absolutely ticks me off because there's it all these pop-ups the and all this kind of stuff. No, it's it is oh. it, it, it's got all these silly ads. It, it's just terrible. But for this the, the headline <laughs> it looks here, like a broom handle that she she pulled well, a broom off. The headline to the story, world's first openly lesbian bishop to remove crosses, build the Islamic prayer room in Swedish Seamen's church. And you scroll down to the picture and it's a picture of a woman poking a Swedish flag with a stick and it says the Swedish flag in this undated file photo christianpost.com yeah christian good job there christianpost.com so so guys getting back to the story before we lose everybody is it a big deal little deal or no deal that eva brown a lesbian bishop in the church of sweden has called for the removal of crosses from the church of sweden churches and the allowance of islamic prayer rooms in those same church buildings big deal all right. Well, you changed quickly there, so you're saying a big deal. 
No. Uh, first part, I said little deal. Okay. All right, so let me ask you a question. Does having a cross – is having a cross in your church a necessity Ooh. by biblical standards? Ooh. I don't think it is. Is removing crosses in your church an affront to all things holy? <laughs> well, clearly you can't be a to me, it would about the Ten Commandments in your why, room, so. why are you removing it? Oh, see, so. I did that. It, it's, it's just a little – all right, so friend of the show, Perry Noble. What? Yeah. From, uh, think Tony Tony Vance's pastor. Okay. In, uh, <laughs> oh, oh God! <laughs> Somewhere north of us. Somewhere north of us. Yeah. Uh, actually, I don't. I'm just kidding. I think Tony's brother goes to uh, Perry's church or something like that. I did not know that. Anyway, yeah, he's talked about it before. I, I did know that. Okay, so uh, you know they didn't put crosses in their church, and they got a lot of questions about that. Yeah. But uh, you know, in the first century. It would have probably looked really odd for Christians to have walked around with crosses hanging around their neck. Okay. Because, I mean, essentially it would, it would be akin today to, in Alabama, you know, getting a, a little necklace with Big Yellow Mama on it. Yes, which, you know what which Big is Yellow Mama the is? electric chair. Yeah. So it's, it's – uh, The state of Alabama electric the, chair. Now, the, the cross became that symbol later. Yeah. But uh, – you know, churches adopted it, but I, I don't really know that there's anything the Bible points to and says you you know you have to have a cross. All right, good. So you so think why are you pulling the crosses down? Would be my question. So why, why is the lesbian bishop pulling the crosses down from the, the Episcopal Church? That's a great in question. Sweden? I, w- I wish Eva I, was here. I, I, have, I have a feeling that I probably am not going to agree with her, but yeah, probably uh, not. I will say that if you told me our church doesn't have crosses in it, I would say it's a very little deal. I would say that's a little deal as well. I would say if you told me that a national church leader is saying we need to bring all crosses down out of the church, I would say, well, that's a that's big a deal. that's a big deal. Yeah. That's a big deal. Hospitality. Your problem is the reason. Okay, so she's doing it to she's doing it to try to be more open to the Muslims. Well, they they are adding prayer rooms for the Muslims yeah. in their so, church. So we're going to take the cross. Okay, so that 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 reason is a big deal. Okay. Also, can I just say, although you didn't ask us about it. But oh um, we we got some other issues there. Uh, I know we I didn't really talk about it, but um, so we've got female bishop who's gay. Yeah. So we, we got we got a few. There, there's a there's some thorny area right there. I don't know if you guys picked up on that, but just a couple couple little issues possibly. A bit. Yeah. yeah a bit. But anyway, go ahead and ask about the rest of it. Okay, well, ask about that. I, I, Nick, did you have anything to add other than hospitality, that one single word you used there? Look, hey, all, all kidding aside, this article kind of had me stopped at openly lesbian bishop. Mm. The removed crosses, Islamic prayer room, at the point where you've got You're okay with that? lesbian bishop, all bets are off. Yeah, I'm kind of with so, you on that. Like, it, nothing nothing you, you after could, you that kinda, surprises Yeah, you could just kind of put – the rest of that could pretty much be anything. Yeah, it was, and it's just not going to surprise. I mean, at, at that point, it's it's this neo spiritual hippy dippy Jesus was love without you know realizing all the other things he said about sin and judgment and 
punishment and you know having to turn from your wicked ways and and people just conveniently leave that out it, you know every week i am encountered are faced with another meme on facebook telling me why my interpretation of reading jesus's ministry through the gospel is wrong cuz jesus clearly loves everyone and it's just you know i i will say i think of the two things that bothers me more i think the the prayer rooms bother me more than the crosses being removed um but. yeah i think i'm just done at at um, yeah yeah you've nothing surprises me after you know word one two three four, All right. six of the headline, yeah, five so of the headline. I, I will say though that i i do it, those kinds of things always intrigue me it's like why you know and in this case obviously this you know i think we can make we can say from scripture that this is not a follower of jesus um you know, John talked about that. That those passages are just fresh in my mind. We're going through First mm. John right now on Sunday mornings at, at at the Hall of Dogma Church. So, you know, if if we walk, um, if we say we have fellowship with Him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. So, I, I do not believe this individual has fellowship with Christ based on the what I snippets of what I'm hearing about the course of her life, and so. Um, I, I would say, without that fellowship being there, they're walking in darkness. So nothing there surprises me, but it's always intriguing to me about why be a Christian leader in a Christian church and then just try to turn the whole thing, mm-hmm. like make it not Christian. You know, why not become some other type of spiritual leader in some other, you know, down some other path rather than. You know, be a Christian leader, quote unquote Christian leader, and then do everything you can to make it not Christian. Yeah. And, and I'm sure it is career and and status and things like that that they're holding on to. But that's just it's quite silly. Some live feedback, Chris Atwood, lesbian bishop? Question mark. Crazy's gonna crazy. Indeed, that's a good Hall, yeah. straight from the Hall of Dogma. Last story today, and big deal, little deal, or no deal, guys. Uh, some gentlemen from. Um, Grammarly.com and probably some ladies as well have analyzed the Facebook postings uh, to the major presidential candidates' pages for their grammar. And what they are looking for specifically is the number of grammar mistakes per 100 words, as well as the number of unique words per 1,000 words. So both of those things... uh, that's a nice picture posted on Facebook there. But both of those things <laughs> All of in the view of the editors of Grammarly are kind of indicative of the overall intelligence or at least vocabulary uh, power of those who follow these presidential candidates. Gentlemen, the, the number one uh, candidate in terms of the least number of grammatical errors. Least number of grammatical errors per 100 per words. Words in 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 supporters. In supporters. I'm just yes. I, very I, complicated. I was listening, but I okay. just want to make sure that I got yes. this straight. Okay. The number one is uh, Democratic candidate Lincoln Chaffee. The number two is Democratic candidate Jim Webb. So neither of those candidates are very popular. I'm going to ask you guys uh, what would be the number one candidate that is actually a real contender for office. Can you guess? Number one. The top number one is Lincoln Chaffee. Number two is Jim Webb. Uh, So the real number one, the real candidate that has the most grammatical errors per um, supporter. Yeah. 
Donald yes, Trump. Please let it be Donald Trump. The most grammatical errors per supporter is indeed Donald Trump. The Donald. His candidates you know finish He's got the, the worst by far. I mean, his followers. He's, finish, got, the, he's got the most supporters. That's why he's his got. followers finish the most. Now, this isn't about number of errors. This is about number of errors per 100 words. Yes. Uh, I, well, okay. So in this particular case, the followers of Donald Trump on his Facebook page make 12.6 grammar errors per 100 words. That is a lot. Uh, in contrast, the number one major candidate in least amount of grammar errors per post, Bernie Sanders, his followers make 3.7 grammatical errors. Who? Bernie Sanders. Who is that? He is a fairly major Democratic candidate for presidency. Uh, okay. Uh, Hillary Clinton's makes 6.3, so uh, quite a bit less than the 12.6 of the Donald Trump. Carly Fiorina, 6.3. Ben Carson, 6.6. Now, Over- Nick, you are uh, – I'm sorry, Chase, to interrupt you. You have um, – I know you've been at several of those Donald Trump rallies being, oh, okay. being one of his prime uh, – Really? You know, prime movers and shakers here in Alabama. So, have you noticed a lot of grammatical errors among those people you're hanging out with? Okay, no comment from Nick. Go ahead, Chase. Oh, I have plenty. I'm just trying to save myself the edits later. Or, sorry there there is a there is a shout out to uh, possible order of candidates I'm willing to vote for. Sean Francis, by the way, also shares a big Donald Trump fan. Emmanuel Marsh has pointed out rightly that Bernie Sanders is an independent, uh, technically now, but he is running for the Democratic nomination. So he is an independent party wise, but job, running for the Emmanuel. Democratic nomination, fact, which is true. Checked her. <laughs> fact checked her. That hey, is a good guess who I'm name. Su- for guess you. who I'm supporting for president? <laughs> you got to be a Trump fan. <laughs> oh man! By the way, we're gonna have to have that discussion uh, at some point, guys. Who's gonna? Who we're gonna? Who we're gonna support? Who, do we have to do that? We have to tell who we vote for on the on the podcast. If the election was today, who would you vote for? I'll tell you who I would, and that answer is Ben Carson. If the election was oh, held okay. today, yep. who would you vote for? Um, I would probably vote for Ben Carson or Jeb Bush. Ooh, wow. Jeb Bush. Wow. I didn't, okay. Did I say that? I thought I heard you say that. Oh, sorry. what about you, Nick? Is that Clinton, uh, O'Malley, Sanders, Webb? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you just did there. Yeah, nice. He's waiting for Biden to jump in. Wow. Okay. Um, of of everybody that I've heard talk so far, it's probably going to be Carson. Yeah. Thank wow. Carson. All three of us. Hey, it's a bit of a surprise. So um, we never did say if it was a big deal, little deal, or no deal that uh, Donald Trump supporters stink at grammar. Is that uh, a big deal? So you? that that's that's a a little deal to me. The fact that the Donald is still hanging around in. In the election, shocking is shocking and, and scary. Completely, I thought you liked shocking. him. Uh, here, here's the thing: I, I believe he has absolutely zero possibility of being elected president of the United States. I think he could win the Republican nomination by some, you know, weird off chance thing, and I think he's going to lose, and he's going to lose bad, and that's counted. what's scary because I do. There, there are certain candidates. That I do not want to see in the White House. Oh, yeah. One in particular yep. that worries me 
greatly. <laughs> Look, here it is. I'll say it if you want. Okay. If You'll Trump the is time. the Republican nominee for president, Hillary Clinton will be our president within a year. And that is scary. That's terrifying. Hey, Hillary Clinton has said on record, just in the past couple of weeks, she has said she sees no reason to have any limits on abortion, yep. even up to the the very last week of development because it is an issue of women's rights. She has said that people who disagree on social issues like homosexual marriage from faith-based perspectives need to get with the 21st century. Yep. I mean, she is – she will – it is scary. I mean, and it is, it is going to happen. I mean, that road is the road we're going down. Um, if God doesn't step in and, and, and do something. I'm not talking about Hillary being elected. I'm talking about that, that, mindset. that, that mindset. But I think, um, I'll be honest, I was not, I'm not looking back now, personally, not a huge detractor of some of the things Bill Clinton did when he was in office. Actually, he kind of turned really moderate in his second term, and I actually think he did some good things if you push aside the Moral failures. Um, moral, fa- moral failures. Yeah. I'm not in agreement with everything George W. Bush did. So it's it's not for me just strictly a Republican Democratic thing. Although I am for me personally, I I am going to vote first and foremost on issues that I think the Bible is very clear on. And I, I cannot bring myself to vote for candidates who are taking stances that are vehemently opposed to what is in scripture and um she she scares me she scares me more than obama or biden and uh so i think if trump wins it she's going to be president and i think that's uh that's going to be a bad day how about i share an anecdote um i went on a mission trip a few years back i cannot identify this person that would be bad for them but i went on a mission trip with a high-ranking military official i checked his story out he was uh, not the pilot of uh, Air Force One. That would be too obvious to track down. But he was um, an officer uh, that traveled frequently on Air Force One and also had some level of chauffeur duty with the first family when the Clintons were in office. He told me that Bill himself was not a bad guy, at least in terms of in person. He was decent to the military staff. He was decent to this uh, Secret Service, etc. He said that Hillary was almost verifiably crazy. She's, he said that, that she would, from time to time, physically assault her husband, um, as well as just be very vindictive against other people. Essentially, he said to me that, that she was a very dangerous sort of person, highly intelligent, very competent in some ways, but um, I believe the word he used was unbalanced, although it's been years since he shared that with me. So I'll just have to say uh, unbalanced. And we rarely get into politics a lot, uh, but there you go. There's some gospel friends politics there. Um, I wouldn't say any of the three of us would be hardcore Republicans, but apparently we know who we like and we know who we're afraid of. There we go. All right, so um, thank you for Big Deal, Little Deal. And um, thank you for, um, you know, Nick not... Not yelling at us too too much there as we talked about. Uh, Nick's some, gotten a little some, quiet. Some of your last, candidates. Last uh, few minutes. 
That was a joke. I was just that was a good I joke. I spoke me. over your joke. Yeah. Okay. So I uh, want to do a, a little bit of uh, listener feedback before we get out of episode seventy two. First of all, wanted to shout out uh, a new newer listener to the podcast, Mister Ben J Berkeley, who you stalked on Instagram. Indeed. Uh, I say Chase is new BFF. Ben, I think you started following him on uh, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, and then he um, he started listening to the show, and um, he is. Um, been very complimentary. He is a Doctor Who fan. He yes. actually has a Doctor Who cup, a coffee cup he drinks out of, as well as a Doctor Who onesie. onesie. He says, "Yeah, wow. so pajamas." Crikey. So, uh, and he loves wrestling, which um, endears him to me. Yep, and he likes the Gospel Friends. So, big shout out to Ben. We appreciate you listening. All right, I also want to give a shout out to Miss Alexandria Romano, who lives up in Alaska. Had a discussion with her on Facebook in the Hall of Dogma last week, and she talked about she works at a pizza place in Alaska. So I was just I asking her. I love some Alaska. Yeah. Well, I was asking her, like, what her favorite topping was on pizza up there, what the most popular was. Well, I'm interested was. to hear How this. did you get there? She – I don't remember. But she okay. mentioned reindeer sausage. Reindeer sausage. Yes. Uh, and so this is apparently a real thing. She said it's the perfect way to show people you hate Santa and his crew. Wow. And it tastes so good. Every year I go to one of the local diners on Christmas Eve and get reindeer sausage. That's crazy. I want to try some. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of cured meats of any kind. Okay. Um, Chris Atwood jumped in on that conversation, though, and said that the best jerky he had ever had was mallard jerky. As is duck? this the weird food competition? Like, is that the name of this thread? I, you know, I don't know. But I mallard would, jerky. She right. said, I, she said um, Alexandria said, I don't know if we have mallards in Alaska, but I have tried whale a few times. Whale? Really? I imagine that would be a little okay. fatty. Tough. Yeah. Rubbery? Maybe. Um, yeah. So I'm thinking, um, anyway, I, I, I would love to, I wonder if there's any, I, I guess you couldn't ship reindeer sausage down to us. That I'll would, bet you could. You think it'd go bad? I, there's a way to ship. Alexandria, if you could find a way to ship us some reindeer sausage that wouldn't kill us, give us trigonosis or something like that, um, I think we could name you listener of the year uh, we could probably send you a t-shirt too if nick would ever bring them to us okay alexandria if at christmas time you can get us some reindeer sausage down here we will we'll get you a shirt and, and we'll uh, autograph it if you like uh, what, what, what a picture of the three of us signed did you just that swear cool. no i said hey, I, hey, hey. it was oh, gonna be heck and then i said yeah, okay we'll make it happen we'll kind of name your price on the reindeer sausage Degree. I don't know yeah. that we can make it happen, but you know, I don't normally like sausage, but I would, I would like to try that that particular kind. How about how about a, a spot on the show? I mean, something. Oh, a spot on the show! Wow. Yeah, we, I'm we, down. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. We give her a segment. Broke the barrier. We, you know, we give her. Se- we give her a segment. Mm. She's probably over 17, so Nathan will listen to her. Hey yo, <laughs> zing! A All zing. right. So if you want to. Respond to this train wreck of the end of a show. There's a couple ways you can do that. We have I think the whole show was pretty train wrecky. No, we started out strong. We we were good to start, and then somewhere in the middle. Okay, where did I start having edit points? Right about an hour, I think. Yeah, we were fine until an hour. At an hour, we've had five cents. So wow, yeah, yeah, five edits. It's pretty good though. <laughs> oh look, it is not our worst show by any stretch. Um, but yeah, if you got feedback, um, if you want to. 
tell us all the ways in which we're wrong. Most of you guys already know how to do that in the Hall of Dogma. Um, Hallofdogma.com or Facebook.com slash groups slash Hall of Dogma. Voicemail, we still have that, 205-575-9735. Speakpipe, speakpipe.com slash the Gospel Friends. What am I forgetting? We talked about Twitter, at my Gospel Friends on Twitter. Email thegospelfriends at gmail.com. And all this and more can be found at thegospelfriends.com. Mm. It's good stuff, guys. It's been good being with you. Can't wait to do this again next week. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be good. I may wear this same shirt just, you know, because felt like I had a lot of mojo on it today. Is that yeah. what we're calling it? Yeah. Okay. Felt like a kind of a good day. So what is on it now that Chase had rubbed his armpit on you? That was a little scary. Okay. Tune in next week when you may hear David say, Hey, for 50 bucks, I will get you this entire show with all the outtakes. You will love me. Nice. Never mind. I'm trying to edit. <laughs> <laughs> Volume wasn't up enough. <laughs> and fail. Wow. <laughs> okay. That was... That worked. <laughs> that was really something there, man. Well, well done. Hey! Yeah. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is a friend of mine.